Hello and welcome to episode number 306 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Where's Craven Week is always a good week for yes, me. Yes, we're back. A revisit on our favourite as part of our ongoing uh, ranking Wes Craven series, uh, which has been a little while. Um, after we had, oh, it was so much fun talking about Shocker last time. Um, it was just that such was a, a joy. Yeah, that's kind of like, like we said, the one we've been waiting for of like, I'd never seen that Pinnacle. movie before and it was a blast and I, I adore it now and I I, I want to watch it again. Um, yeah. I wish there was like a, like, that is the one now that like, oh, Arrow need to get their hands on that bad boy. Um, yeah. Because we need like a really nice restoration of that with all like a bunch of special features and stuff. That would be awesome. Um, I feel so like yeah. at this point, like Arrow have done like, so many of wes's work mm. so much of wes's work like i don't know why they haven't picked up one like that like i get that like scream might be quite expensive but like yeah, yeah you'd feel like shocker is akin to a people under the stairs or a hills of ice part two or whatever yeah you think like they've done so many of these level of movies like say this week's mm. movie obviously like hills of eyes one and two last house on the left like they've done a lot of those different ones are they are they did deadly blessing yeah um yeah. So yeah, I'm sure they've tried. Um but yeah, we'll hopefully will that one into existence. Um You'll have a yeah, word. Yeah, we'll have a word. We'll we'll get to see a few of them soon at the old uh, Fright Fest, which will be mm. fun. Um next month. Um but yeah, as as part of our sort of ongoing avoiding nope spoilers. Um mm. Because we are, it's so weird to even say it out loud that we're just in the world now where people have seen this film. Um, like it's, it's crazy, just yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't, oh, why do you even say that, bro? Like, it's just weird that, like, the most normal like, kind of film fan in, in the world, yeah. or not in the world, but in America, could just randomly go, oh, what's this? Well, no, that looks weird. Yeah, just see it and just watch it and have no sort of sense of excitement or what it's about or anything and just go watch it. And, and then there's people like us that have been, you know, waiting literally years for this film and we, we just cannot see it right now. I, I genuinely had forgot that, like, that it's out that's what i've managed to do and until you yeah. said it i had the realization that yeah like a lot of our fans listening to this has probably seen nope mm. which i'm pleased for them but i'm very upset for us yeah so yeah we'll get to that um we, when, we've got um, our ways of filling the weeks well yeah can I, can I just like make up some news maybe like <laughs> go for it <laughs> you know, like we could just we could just like spitball what we think the news was like you know We've we've got a minor update on the new Scream movie. Uh, <laughs> Bruce know, Campbell is in the new Scream. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say uh, Mila Djokovic. <laughs> <laughs> that was a random one. I like this new section of just making shit up in the news because yeah. that's what most yeah, people do. Mi- to be honest, Mila Djokovic is in the new Scream movie. Uh, yeah. The the new Halloween trailer sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I mean that's well, out, and I've chose not to watch it. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I thought it was coming out, and seeing as we're yeah turning it back on the news, like, uh, yeah, Rob Zombie will have released daily photographs of uh, the fish TV show in black and white. What's that? You want um, some? You want some Rob Zombie news? I hear you say. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't see what I mean. You see what I mean? I can play this game of <laughs> making up the news, and eventually I'm going to land it. Try and guess what the actual Rob Zombie news is by making it up. Let's see how okay. close you get. Rob Zombie has told reporters that his next project will be a horror movie. No, it's it's about oh. the monsters. Um, oh, damn it. So, I was hoping for something exciting. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting that. As if he'd say that now. I know. Um, <laughs> no, basically, we talked about it. Obviously, it's I coming to Netflix. To existence, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, obviously, the monsters is coming to Netflix in September. And he basically just put out a tweet, that, which is how I saw it, of people. People had clearly been asking, like, what's going on? Like, why is this? Is this only coming to Netflix? Because obviously, there'll be the Rob Zombie completionists that will have all of his films. They'll want to own it physically and obviously that is a bit of a, a strange thing with netflix um you know you think about so many of the amazing things that they've put over the years and like you you don't get to own them physical um you know like all of the mike flanagan stuff like oh the uh the first what um was it bly manor um 
that or the hill house like that came out but like obviously i'm almost certain midnight mass didn't ever get a physical release and yeah it is a shame but no he uh, rob zombie has kind of said to people that it is coming to blu-ray also in september um i believe it's the 27th of september so yeah you can uh, pick this one up on physical if you would like uh for the old collection or it's available on netflix i don't know if this is the day because it was kind of odd the the trailer just said coming to netflix in september and then obviously the blu-ray is out on the 27th so is this the same day is this a few weeks later who knows but uh no not even rob knows at this point um I'm quite surprised that it's coming out that quickly as well. I almost thought it would just be a case of him saying like, oh yeah, no, you guys will get it sort of next year. Yeah, so like the fact that it's coming like the same sort of thing with with special features as well. Um, So it's cool. Like it's it's definitely one of those things I'm... I don't even know how to feel about this movie right now, um, but I'm happy that this exists because it is a, one of those weird things of like, man, a, a new Rob Zombie movie coming out and it only exists on this sort of digital service that you have to be subscribed to if you want to watch it, let alone just the whole digital avenue thing is so weird to me anyway like it's very untrustworthy mm. when you think about it that they can just like change shit, like think about well, music yeah, like and, and, and um, uh what the hell is the, the Netflix show I'm trying to think of? The suicide one. <laughs> it's uh, 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons, um, yeah. Like, look at that. It's- that is wild because you're like when i watch that and if you watch that now in 2022 like it's different and like it's it's categorically worse as well and so because i've seen the new version and i think it sucks compared to the original and so yeah like stuff like that is weird that they can netflix and any of these companies can just fuck with shit Mm. um and i don't like that so um, well yeah i've seen loads of like sitcoms and stuff that because of like you know the mm. the, the new world we're in kind of they found jokes that are, they think that are now yep. inappropriate, and so entire episodes of TV shows are disappeared off catalogs. Yeah, you know, that's I, I know that's happened with in the last couple of years and, and all manner of things where it's mm. like, yeah, you know, the, these episodes are just gone unless you have the DVD. Um because yeah. shows like that never even made a Blu-ray. Um, yeah, you know, and it, and, it, and it is it's crazy to think of, and yeah, you know, th- there's a world where Netflix is just like, oh, Stranger Things isn't on here anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just, oh, okay, so how do I watch Stranger Things now? Whereas, you know, it's not, you know, like, the, the I don't know, it is weird something like that. Because, you know, when you think of, like, a Spotify, it feels like that is just purchased and there. And it's mm-hmm. still not safe, but it feels a bit safer. But, you know, the amount of times that you go on a Netflix and things are gone. And yeah. although these shows are staples because they're Netflix owned, when does Netflix decide, do you know what? You know, we're going to do a McDonald's. We're going to take it off the menu for a bit and then put it back. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Be like, oh, the return of Stranger Things after, you know, five years after Stranger Things is finished. We'll take it off for 18 months and then we can do a news article to say we're bringing it back. Yeah. Like there, are, like I say, there are so many different reasons why this could happen. I think to not be fearful of it is ignorant because we've already seen precedent for the reasons like we've just discussed, whether it was the, the suicide stuff and 13 reasons why being edited years later for no reason whatsoever. Or like you say, like so many comedy shows that now people find jokes you know inappropriate so they edit them out but then just you know think hypothetically let's say for instance either a cast member or a crew member got accused of something really horrific in real life that worked on these mega shows like yeah stranger things is just gone at that point and then it's like well i guess that's that's it then like you know and and i'm not saying this is a problem now but in like 10 years when you want to revisit like one of the best shows ever made that could happen so i don't like this i think that they should always offer physical options as well for me it's like such an easy money money thing as well so i don't know why netflix wouldn't want to do it but i think that exact scenario can is house of cards gone from netflix i have no idea yeah i won i don't know i can't remember if it's gone or not i never watched it i think it's still on there but if you you'd have to like search for it directly yeah you have to search like a code name (laughs) word for word spot on like are you sure yes like you have to tick a bunch of options because you're absolutely right like that was one of those staples that every time you switched on netflix you'd be like would you want do you want to watch house of cards or breaking bad and it was like now i yeah i forgot that show even existed because they Mm. they will never talk about it um so yeah, these things do happen. So I and I like obviously we hope and pray that these things don't happen to the things that we love and cherish, but it easily could and and history has shown that already. So um for that reason alone in a weird space, I'm I'm glad that Rob Zombie's like, "You know what? I'm going to protect my movie and release it on Blu-ray as well." Um 
So yeah, that's good shit. Um, well, and it's how to pad out not looking at the news in it. <laughs> well, there's one other very small thing, um, which is kind of this is one that I've been waiting for an update for ages, which is obviously it's to do with one of our favorite movies of the year, in fact, um, really? which was X. And obviously, we talked about X at the time having this prequel film. Oh yeah. Um, called pearl and it was kind of teased at the time that it was like filmed either at the same time or shortly after the filming of x and yeah it was going to be a prequel that it would make a lot of sense once you've seen the film and basically he put the trailer out at the end of the film at the end of the Mm. credits like in the states like we didn't get it because we don't get anything um and so yeah, like, I've been waiting for a long time now, and it seems like the trailer properly is coming out this week, so it'll be out by the time this podcast is up, um, so we can obviously talk about it next week. But I guess the reason why I put it in is because I want to know what's going on. Like, I hope this isn't just... I imagine this probably is the same trailer, but I can't imagine it's going to be without any sort of information. And I'm hoping it'll have either, you know, what is this? Like, is this a feature length? Is this shorter? Um, you know, mm. what is the deal? Like, is this like a 90 minute thing or is this like a 40 minute thing? Um, and then if yeah, so, like, what is... on like a Blu-ray or something. Yeah, because obviously the X Blu-ray has come and gone mm. in all regions and there's, there's nothing to do with Pearl. Like, you don't even, I don't even think it has the trailer, let alone like the actual film. And so, is this a case of like a24 will do like a dual release sort of thing and get people to double dip and release yeah or will this be like is this a film that a24 will just release as wide as x you know either later this year or early next year like i just that's all the information that i hope we get with this trailer um because i really want to see this especially after Obviously, we absolutely loved X anyway, and I think it's easily one of the best horror movies of the year. But this is a cool, you know. Now we know. Now we know who Pearl is in the film. I think the idea of a prequel is awesome, and it can it could really be one of those cool horror prequels that could make X even better than it already oh. is. Um, so yeah, I I, I want to hear more about this, and yeah, we'll definitely be touching upon at least seeing the trailer next week. But fingers crossed, there's more than just the trailer. Like I want information on what this is and how we can get to actually see the film because it's been a while i mean it's been what nearly six months at this point mm. since it's been since it's sort of been cold so it's it's overdue and that actually gives me hope considering that they've waited six months to now actually talk about it properly or, or maybe a little bit less than that and like that maybe this is a proper film and they're like oh no x was a was a was a good thing for a24 so maybe this mm. is like ramping this up for a major release sort of maybe release it in january sort of thing next year um cool. so yeah that, that's very cool indeed so looking forward to that one um but yeah should we talk about this week's film let's do it go crazy let's talk let's talk about a little bit of the people under the stairs So yeah, as our sort of ranking Wes Craven series goes, we're we're in the nineties. We've made it. Um, obviously, we have we have been in the nineties previously with the uh, the way we've done this. Obviously, with Scream. <laughs> um, but in terms of us going along in a, in official sort of release order, Shocker was his sort of farewell to the eighties in in dramatic and exciting fashion. Um, and then two years later, we obviously get this movie, The People Under the Stairs, um, which is a very, very interesting one. Like, I've always been aware of this. Um, it was a movie that I actually watched for the first time about three or four years ago. Um, so this was a second watch for me. And it's very beloved, sort of. When you think about The Craven, obviously, in the, mm. his big films, um, you know, like you almost have to exclude Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street and then be like, okay, aside from those, what are people's favorites? Yeah. And, you know, like we have, you know, we love Hills of Eyes and, and other people have different things. Um, yeah, I feel like. He has a subsection yeah 100 percent. like i always see people like, oh dude people understairs that's the one that's like the underrated film sort of thing in his catalog that he sort of made between these big heavy films obviously he's got a massive sort of big film after this um and yeah it's it's a really fascinating one um i i guess kind of the only other sort of thing before we i guess get into the plot is um this movie did extremely well um obviously we talk about that a lot with wes's movies that they're kind of all over the shop um and a lot of the times especially since nightmare we haven't really had like a big box office hit um whereas this definitely was because for a six million dollar budget this made 31 million um which is probably off the back of both man and woman are 
fairly major or kind of characters in um, uh, Twin Peaks, which was which was kind of right around the time this movie came out. So they would have been mm-hmm. like fresh off Twin Peaks doing this movie. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that cachet is probably what has led to like, you know, that movie doing well at the cinema. Yeah, for sure. Like, and yeah, it did. It did well. It was well received at the time. And then, like you say, it's definitely like got this audience where people dig this. I think another random thing because we, I think we talked about this news a while ago, um, but I think it was back in yeah 2020. It was reported that basically Jordan Peele had acquired the rights to this film, um, as, and sort of will produce a remake under Monkey Paw Productions. So very similarly to, to Candyman, which was a case of like getting the rights and then obviously being involved in it in some capacity you know definitely i would say he's probably not going to direct it um but yeah and it's like it's it's got a lot of that same things a lot of hallmarks of Candyman. it's a very similar era kind of yeah. early 90s um obviously like this has a black lead as well um and so yeah i can totally see why especially as well when we get into what this film's actually about and kind of the story and the yeah the setting and the neighborhood and everything say, like, when you've got like that neighborhood kind of you know story and you've got kind of you know man and woman and and, and the way that they're kind of holding this community to ransom and you know um i think yeah i think kind of in the modern era kind of what they did with Candyman, um mm. you could definitely see this happening like it, it feels like another horror movie that was almost like i don't even know whether like how much intent was really there when this movie first came out but you could definitely unearth way more now like you know i think i think where's you know, definitely did that a lot in his movies, though, where he kind of, I think he was aware of it and just kind of just put it in there almost without like trying to have a crazy agenda, but just making his own commentary on it. And just, you know, he was very, you know, he kind of got a lot of things from news. I I think kind of like even this, you know, from kind of news stories and what was going on in the world, I think kind of he was inspired by this kind of home invasion story gone wrong is what what Mm. kind of inspired him for this movie and i think it's kind of that's probably how he's kind of captured this you know kind of you know race story as well within within this movie I am really shocked that this was just written by Wes mm. um, because, like you say, it, it is so filled with, well, and we'll obviously get to it, but kind of this politics of the time, especially sort of in America in the early 90s. Mm. Um, and I think it's, when you look at a lot of his other stuff, whether it's Swamp Thing or... Um, uh, you know other films that he's done like they're always kind of pulled from a different oh yeah it was the serpent of the rainbow was mm. obviously from a book and, and yeah. it's I don't know, watching this this didn't i am shocked to, to be like oh he this is just an original thing that he wrote yeah, sure. um and, yeah and it's it's really really cool um so yeah I, I guess that's really it really is i mean what is the film actually about yeah so kind of um our lead character fool um mm. is what's he about 12 i guess yeah like um yeah he's kind of living in in like a very rundown part of town and he's basically gonna get kicked out unless he uh joins this gang and basically him and two um blokes are gonna break into this house that's occupied by um uh characters called mum and dad or no sorry woman and man um and basically they know that they've got a load of gold and they're the owners of all of the houses and shops around the area. And they're basically, they're getting rich off everyone else's misery and then just kicking people out. So yeah, they're like purposely raising the rent, aren't they? Because they want to force these people out of the house and basically knock it down and sell the land sort of thing. Yeah. Or renovate and start again. You know, Mm. this isn't paying the bills as much. Well, not even this isn't paying the bills this isn't generating a bigger vault of money for us. We want to knock it down and do something to generate even more money. Uh, even though they literally just have money that's being eaten by rats at this point. Yeah. Um, so even though it's these people's homes, like they don't give a shit about that. It's purely it. just, we want more so, money. So yeah, kind of in breaking into this house full and, um, Leroy, I don't remember the name of the other chap. Uh, yeah, but, but the three of them break into the house and, we basically find out that man and uh, woman have been keeping it's, it's unclear like um, mm. how many of these children are theirs, if any. Um, it seems like they've um, adopted every single one of them. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I think that is the case, but kind of Alice who is kind of, 
the lead kind of girl that's at the house that you see is kind of not living a normal life, but she's living mm. as their daughter in a bedroom kind of with, you know, with some level of little freedom, but, you know, she's allowed in the house. She's, you know, not locked up in a cage, <laughs> yeah. like, like specifically like the others, because then basically there are a load of, you know, the name people under the stairs, basically uh, there are a load of children that are, um, locked in the basement, being held captive by a man and woman, and one of those children, Roach, is has somehow been able to escape and is living in the walls of these houses, which I think kind of... Um, I don't know about you, like, as a tangent, but, like, watching these American movies, it, <laughs> it always surprises me when you see this shit, like, mm. this, this shit between the walls, because that that's not how English houses are built. Yeah. Like so just all of these weird little like catacombs almost that are between houses. <laughs> like we we get it with this movie. We got it with what was it the boy? Was it the boy? Mm. And like quite a few of you know there's a lot of these horror movies where you know the these houses in America are built with these giant spaces behind the walls. I don't I don't even understand what the point of it is. Yeah, um, it just feels like a perfect place for just even rats to get in. Right? Yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a problem. Un- unnecessary space that's not required. <laughs> like we just have a wall a little bit of plasterboard and you're in the room. Like I don't want to get into home DIY here, but it's like, it's weird. but like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know as, a, as an English, like listener, like whether people feel that way, but I've always felt that. Like when I watch these movies, I'm like, shit, like there, there's a lot. Of... <laughs> I don't understand why this happens. It's, always, it's the similar as well. When you always watch films like this of like how they have these ginormous basements that yeah. are like as big as the house. And it's just like, where, like, why do you have this? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is just where the boiler is, and we just keep a couple of tools and shit things. And it's like, but this yeah. is as big as the house. If you renovated this, you'd suddenly have a two-story house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. Like when when you see these for, for us, because yeah, like a, a basement in an English house is incredibly rare. Mm. Although I do want it. Yeah. Um But uh, but yeah. Anyway, that aside, basically, um, fall in kind of yeah breaking into this house kind of then gets caught in this world and basically is trying to help these children escape but also you know if he can get rich in the process and save his house why the hell not hey Mm. um and yeah i think like this this movie is a weird one because i've seen it a few times and whenever whenever i think about it having not seen it for a while like when we were in the build-up of watching this movie i was kind of like oh yeah people on the stairs i've seen it and it's all right like and that's kind of what i had in my head but then when i watch it i'm like oh no i this this movie's really good like i i really enjoy a lot of it i think you know i think almost like it probably we we get full and mum and dad like or man and woman whatever the hell they're called like so quickly like the other two blokes just like get annihilated very quickly mm. and then we do have like an incredibly long cat and mouse yeah um and I, and I I don't know whether that's why like in my head like afterwards it doesn't sit as long as good but you know and because this movie is almost like a checklist of Wes Craven like we just needed someone on fire yeah and and we would have <laughs> got it like I think it's um you know the man was obsessed with booby traps like yeah. I don't understand how he didn't direct Home Alone I know like, he must have been so pissed when Home Alone came out. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder Definitely. if that's why he then like he was just like oh well i'm just gonna you know just release scream at this point like i've I've yeah. literally released like multiple incarnations of home alone over the years yeah um because this is like a darker version of home alone really with, yeah you know the the shit that they have the traps that they have the kind of the basement in particular is hilarious where the stairs are literally on a switch and they just turn into a slide Mm. like send people down you've got the entire house is wired to like this electrical system that has got like a tannoy and over it like an overhead speaker (laughs) you've got control of all the locks you've got control of all the lights all on one system um that has no garden on it at all either like how how has that not been messed up before by one of the other kids yeah like roach was really just pissing around weren't he yeah because it seemed like yeah he could always kind of 
like like you say, he, he had around in the walls for a long he, time. He had more power than all the other kind of children that were you know locked in the basement. Or whatever. But he wasn't. He was just kind of what befriending Alice, and she would occasionally give him like scraps of food or whatever. Yeah, and other than that, and he was just like annoying, like man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But I think as well, like this one, obviously we've got like, yeah, we've got the traps. We've got the, um, I think this this movie sounds so much like a lot of other Wes Craven's movies, not in a bad way, just like this horror sound that he has. And I think it's kind of, you know, when you take Nightmare on Elm Street out of it, because don't get me wrong, that soundtrack is exquisite, but it, it, it doesn't feel as... The other ones feel very similar. Where's Craveny? You know, you take Hills of Eyes, you take Shocker, you take this. And I think there's a lot of kind of similar sounds with those. And um, and then obviously as well with this one, with the dog, I think it, I think it just kind of like encapsulates a lot of like Where's Craven's greatest hits with this like mm. incredible dog like lead performance almost. Like if you were to like talk about characters, you know, the, the dog is way more of a character than Leroy you know, in this or full sister or whatever, like the dog is in so much of the movie, um, you know, very similar to beast. And I think kind of that, that's also funny that like, we kind of have like all of these things that Wes has done multiple times in this movie as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like I say, I, in rewatching this, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think it's, um, you know, I think some, some of the things are weird. Like the, the man character is very weird where, Sometimes I'm like, is he there for comedy or Mm. is he, or like, what is this performance? You know, there's the moment where he kind of thinks he's shot, um, full and he's doing like this weird jig, like dancing in this gimp suit. And I'm like, is is this meant to be funny? Cause it is hilarious. I'm like, or was this meant to like, what was this performance meant to be? And there are definitely moments like that. And I think there's a lot of, uh, different things that are kind of, mentioned and never really touched upon you know like you know man and the man and woman's relationship is very strange you know we we don't find out until very late in the movie that they're brother and sister yeah and it's like well what is this dynamic like you know why is alice away from the other children and and is allowed to live this like relatively normal life like i think a lot of like what's going on in that house we discover it and then we see it like break down but we never get to see truly why and yeah. I, I would have, I think I would have liked that coming out of this. I think it would have been good to see, but, but yeah, I still enjoy this movie. Yeah. This, this movie is really fun. Like it's, what's interesting about it is it's kind of when you describe it and read it and stuff, it feels like a completely different movie to when you watch it mm. because it's, it's dealing with a lot of really kind of pointy and like political points were kind of dealing with race and and especially class um in america and i think all that stuff is really interesting but then it's the that's what the movie's actually about but what's wrapped around it is a really goofy silly horror film and it's kind of like you forget especially when you watch all these movies in order it definitely gives you more of an appreciation of just how much wes wanted to just have goofy comedy and like all in in almost all of his films yeah, because, you know, he's he's known for either having these really hardcore horror films that he came, that he kind of broke onto the scene with, or he's known for these big mainstream hits, which obviously Nightmare has comedy, and obviously, like, ignoring the sequels where they went way more comedy, but even the first one has, like, some, but not too much. And obviously Scream has, like, self-aware meta jokes, but this is, like really really goofy you know you talk about the the man character like when he's just running around the house in a gimp suit and he's shooting at his own walls with a shotgun like i was like this is hilarious like it's just it's bruce campbell yeah like it's just it's so zany and silly and then yeah like all of these different sequences like there's and i i loved leroy so much and i was really disappointed to see him go so quickly because Mm. ving rames is hilarious in this film like almost every line he says is like gold oh i've got it i've got it it's the best line in the movie i hope it's the same one he's like man you're 12 years old that's a terrible age was it you're too you're too old for tit you're too young for ass yeah that was it i remember it as well i was like i was dying at that line like and there was multiple other ones after that but that was definitely the best one that was the line of the movie i absolutely died when he said that it was perfect 
that just sums up his character where it's like it is like it's stand-up comedy you know it's like that is that is a joke that is a perfectly constructed written joke that like a normal person would never say that in a situation where you're breaking into someone's house and it's this very dangerous you know like imagine people saying that like don't breathe is something that we i definitely want to bring up because clearly like everything about don't breathe was pretty much taken from this film yeah um like imagine those characters telling like stand-up comedy style jokes like it just wouldn't work whereas wes just had this this like you say obsession mm. with wanting to have just really goofy comedy and i just love it because it really does work but then at time like and even just like slapstick stuff like when the kid is having these moments with the dog which at times is like really tense and i think all of the dog stuff is exceptional as well mm. like I just from like a technical level, like the actual dog choreography and getting it to do all these different things and always hitting like its cues and stuff like when it's chasing them through doors and jumping at them and snarling or biting them like it, it all looks great yeah. um, and is really, really well done. But then there's other times where like they'll just punch it in the face and it's really kind of <laughs> silly um, or like the bit when Leroy is kind of like hiding behind the couch um, and he's like waiting for the dog to come into the room so he can like jump at it. And it's just the dog's just like sitting there like chilling. And then he just like pops his head up and is like, what's going on? And the, and the dog just goes for him. Like it's, that is what's weird about it is you, if you read about the film and you're like, oh, okay, it's got a really, truly a lot to say about, mm. you know, living in these ghettos and how like these rich upper class people will just com- completely take advantage of these like underprivileged people to like say earn a quick buck. Um, and all of that stuff's really well done. And that's what surprises me so much that this was just solely directed by Wes. Cause I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff in here that he's not really associated with. Um, I think typically, you know, his like horror career is more to do with him either creating real nasty horror, gruesome stuff, or it's him solely just directing which obviously he did in the four screen films whereas i think this is such a great collaboration of him doing both and it's probably one of the best ones that he does both at to be to be honest Mm. where even though this isn't you know one of my favorite craven films not by a long shot but i do think he does both of them almost equally well here whereas i wouldn't really say that about a lot of the other craven movies that i really like um you know it's typically one or the other so i'm kind of i am very surprised and i also think as well watching this in order like seeing serpent in the rainbow and what they were trying to do and how just it failed categorically like how we talked about how like they were trying to make voodoo this not like this kind of joke thing anymore that was used as like a prop in 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 these films yeah. um, they and made a trope. It the biggest prop and trope ever yeah and they just they they made it so so bad and then a movie like shocker which is just so zany and silly and entertaining and it was almost like wes took both of those things and and nailed it here where he's like oh no i know i can make a zany silly movie that also has a message and has something to say mm. um like like the ending is a genuine feel-good ending i really really like the ending of this movie like it's just the perfect ending for what this film is where it's like is it a realistic ending not in the slightest but it's what you want like you want the neighborhood to fight back and you want the neighborhood to be like yeah fuck these guys like we're, we're we've had enough of their bullshit we're taking over there's more of us than there is for you and it, it is just like he wrote that as like a this is what audiences would want you know it's not like the necessarily the realistic ending or anything like that and i think if you looked at it by today's standards you'd be like oh this is very much kind of wish fulfillment and blah 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 but like as an entertaining horror film from the 90s i don't care i want the feel-good ending and, and it gave me that um so yeah like it is a very very fun film that i think i i like it a lot um and i but i definitely don't like it i think as much as like this is one that i could see why people have such powerful nostalgia for Mm. um because almost i do definitely think it's underrated in this era of when you look at like early 90s horror and people talk about a lot of different ones and stuff like Candyman obviously springs to mind um but i definitely think people under the stairs deserves all of that credit and more um because it really was doing where i i wonder with the comedy whether you know when i first started talking about it and i kind of said about the the race side of things and everything else and i was like i I wonder how much of it was like his you know main intent with it because it is masked by this like silliness like this crazy message that you just weren't getting in the early 90s and this crazy commentary of what was happening and it was being made you know with with, by wes craven but just yeah with this comedy it's hidden isn't it and, yeah. and that's a bit strange. And I also find as well that I think kind of 
you know, looking at his films and looking at like this and Shocker and like, you know, throw in Hills of Eyes and then you throw in like Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm like, they, a lot of them share so many beats Mm. And it's like one of them just went to the the fucking stratosphere of like horror, and like the rest of them, like they've found their subsections. But it's like you know they're, they're all very similar, you yeah. know, in terms of these kind of crazy out there ideas. You know, the comedy, the horror, the 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 fact that you know, because even in this movie, you know, when we do get horror, like I mean, he does literally cut like Leroy in pieces. Like, mm. he guts him in front of Fool at one point. And it's just, like, you almost, like, don't even, like, acknowledge that because it's not done for effect. It's just happening in front of you. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and I think um, I think that is, is what what's weird about Wes, that I could easily see that, you know, someone's, you know, favorite kind of non-mainstream Wes movie is this versus, mm. like I say, with us that we've gravitated towards Hills of Eyes. Yeah, well, I think what's crazy as well is why this never had anything else because mm. it, it hit all of those markers of like it was really received well, got good reviews at the time, which is incredibly rare for a, for mm. a Wes Craven movie, and I think is probably still one of his you know overall best reviewed films like on, on release. Let alone the fact that it also did really well commercially, mm. and it's like man, it's, it almost blows me away that like the studios behind this didn't immediately pump out a sequel, and because like I said, there's so much hair that they really don't go into of like right, mm-hmm. where are they funneling these kids from you could go into that or who what is the real backstory between man and woman and why are they this like brother and sister but then they're now sort of portrayed as a couple but then i really like the the power dynamic where like the woman is clearly in charge mm. um and she's always the one ordering man around like i like that as well and it's something that you like so you don't really see too much in these and i think as like a reverse home invasion movie like it really is one of the better ones really because Mm. it's it sets all those cool elements of i think that's the other thing as well is if you didn't know anything about this film going in you would be like there's so many different twists and turns where it's like we kind of like like say and i guess maybe the title does give some stuff away and i don't know obviously at the time how much there was but like Early on, you just introduce the fool and this gang, and it's all about like money and and Robin. Like, yeah. say it is literally just the setup of Don't Breathe, and then and then suddenly it, it takes this massive wild turn where now Fool is trying to you know he's befriended Alice and he like he literally leaves the house, yeah. but he's like I want to go back and save her. Um, let alone Roach, let alone all these other people that are basically like cannibal zombies that live in in the basement, like. There's so much to this. Like, it really is really well written, I think, um, from Wes. Well, you think and we're, def- like, 45 minutes in the movie, and, yeah, Fool is out of the house, yeah. like, at that point. Like, he's out, and, like, the movie could could end. And I'd be like, oh, there was a start, middle, and end to this. And then there's, like, mm. this whole final third act. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's really wild about it. Like, I forgot that on the secondary watch. Like, I was like, oh, shit, like, what happens now? Like, and I think that's a cool little mini twist as well. Because, like, with a home invasion movie, you don't expect that. Like, you don't expect your young child to get out and then, like, actively go back into that place of danger. Like, I think so. I think that's cool as well. Um, What's kind of interesting with the behind the scenes of this as well is, like, because as we've talked time and time again with Wes, either the the two biggest things that have kind of reared their ugly head (laughs) is, like, studio interference or the MPAA getting involved. And, like, to my knowledge, neither of those things were were remotely an issue with this film. Um, It seems like the studio didn't, you know, they just let Wes make the film he wanted to make, and it seemed like there wasn't any cuts either. And it, and, it, and it just kind of goes to show because I do think there is a level of quality to this movie that is like definitely higher than a lot of these other ones around this time from mm-hmm. him. Um, where, like, yeah, say, it just goes to show that he actually anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I like I, I, this is not why I make movies. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Hang on a minute, a movie that was really successful." He's like, "Nah, I need to, I need to make a Freddy movie next time. This is way too easy for me." Um, but yeah, it's it's a real fun one. I think we we do have a comment on Twitter actually about this one. Um, just a short one uh, from Retro Grave Production, who just says uh, quite simply, "Top five Craven," um, which yeah, just kind of reflects what we've been seeing. Really, like you say, it, it doesn't surprise me that even when I hadn't seen this movie for many many years, I was always aware that it was very well regarded. Um, and it is the thing. Like I I like this film, and I I almost wish I loved it. 
Mm. Um, and it, it does make me happy that there's one of Wes's movies that is so well loved by everyone. It's great. It's rare to see these days yeah. um, that it is that it isn't you know Scream or Nightmare, and it's one of those ones that is really well regarded, and it's it's awesome to see. And I I wonder if like I say I don't know why it didn't hit with me. Like I've obviously only seen it in in later in life, and I wonder if that's kind of the major issue that had this been one of those horror movies i grew up with like a lot of other wes movies maybe i would have that love um i was gonna say i kind of feel that way with this and shocker so mm. like i really like both of those movies and i just feel like and especially with this one because it has that deeper side of it more more than shocker but i think both of them uh, were really enjoyable and i think we said during the shocker episode and i think it's the same with this like if we're to pick this up off the shelf instead of hills of eyes to just watch weekly then we'd I, I could see us having a love for this i think it's you know i i think when you get beyond the you know you've got you've got the the two crazy franchises that wes created and then and then anything else i could see that 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 being the person's like favorite mm. other wes thing yeah. um you know and i and i and i yeah i i could see that any one of those could could get there you know yeah. um and and yeah, and I think that's exactly why that we just didn't watch this movie in the nineties. And it's a weird one because I vividly remember seeing this movie everywhere all the time. Yeah, like the artwork and everything. And and for some reason, I mean, we were just young, dumb kids at that point, so we were never mm. like, "Oh, Wes Craven, he directed the other movie that we like." But yeah. even even without that, like it had a dumb enough name and a dumb enough cover art that I should have picked it up as a dumb kid. And yeah, I, and that I, is I weird. I didn't like. Yeah, it is weird though, isn't it? Like, say sometimes those movies just fall through the cracks, mm. and I think yeah, like I think about now that I mean I've said this before on the podcast, but there are certain like so many of those movies that I grew up on that like I don't watch anymore. Like, I, like early, you know, when I was younger, I used to love the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and I would mm. get so much love out of watching those. And I don't have a problem with them now. It's just like I my tastes have changed, and now there is like now I'd I'd easily gravitate more towards Hellraiser and these other franchises that i didn't watch as much as stuff like for like friday the 13th um and then like i say then there are the ones like nightmare on elm street that's just been completely ever present <laughs> whereas like yep loved it as a kid still love it now and it's kind of never gone away and it is interesting halloween's another one as well of like loved yeah, halloween as a kid <laughs> yeah it is, it is interesting whereas yeah it's, it's such a cool movie though and i think yeah it definitely deserves its place and mm-hmm. it really it is like such a unique wes film and, and i think that's watching it in this order is where i have a new appreciation of it like i say based upon what happened before this you can see the through line and you're absolutely right about how it just has a lot of those conventions of wes movies and i do i am almost blown away by the level of comedy that he just loves um i am curious to rewatch obviously we'll we'll get to it shortly when we finish talking about this but like with new nightmare coming up because there has been such a huge push towards comedy in his last two movies um and obviously with the direction that kind of freddy went in those later sequels that he wasn't involved in like i'm very curious to see that soon um for the first time in in a very long time um oh yeah but we need to uh we need to rank this bad boy so we have we have a lot of films on this ranking um which starts at number one which is still a nightmare on elm street will it will it be uh will it be moved ever we'll have to wait and see for that one um but closely followed by scream at number two uh then scream four at number three uh number four is the hills of eyes part two that's right at number four let's deal with it exactly um number five uh the hills of eyes the original uh number six is scream two number seven seven new in uh from last time is shocker which is great to see uh number eight is uh, where it all started with last house on the left uh number nine is scream free uh, then we get into some uh, some interesting films. Number ten, Swamp Thing. <laughs> Number eleven, Deadly Blessing. Number twelve, Deadly Friend. And then easily dead last at number thirteen is The Serpent and the Rainbow, which I'm um, so thankful of though, because I'm thankful hmm. that that got to be like I hang on worry that is dead last. Like, <laughs> I, had, I had like multiple spells. I remember like when we got like a few in and like last things on the left was at the bottom. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Man like i was like this is not good like that can't be the worst movie and I'm i know like, oh, now it's nowhere near the bottom like, i'm confident like like well i say i'm confident i mean i bloody hope we don't see a west crew west movie that i dislike more than that um, yeah we'll, we'll we see about that one we, we haven't got many that we haven't seen at this point 
No, I was going to say, we'll get to that shortly. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, people under the stairs. Man. Is it, do you have any strong feelings to kick things off? Or would you like me to sort of nudge us into a direction? I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're, we're in kind of shocker territory with this one. Yeah, well, so, I mean, Shocker is seven, Last House mm. on the Left, eight, Scream, three, nine. Um, yeah, we're right in that mix. Like, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't get it doesn't get to the Hills of Eyes levels. And it's certainly not in that bottom wedge either. No, definitely. It's just where it is, you know, um, it's yeah, it, it gets really difficult then. I'm definitely looking at eight, nine, and ten, um, which is Last House, Scream, Free, and Swamp Thing. Mm. Um, I, I think it's better than Deadly Blessing. Um, yeah, I think it's better than Swamp Thing as well. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, just I, yeah, no, it is for sure. Um, and for me, it, it's not better than Shocker. Um, I just enjoy a Shocker a hell of a lot more. I know I've only seen it once, but that's obviously what we're going off for this. And mm. I, I just have so much more fun with Shocker. Um, Plus, yeah. it was at that first time viewing, and I do want to give it more love because it was like seeing it for the first time and having such a good time watching it. Oh yeah, um, I think yeah, I think for me, it's somewhere like it's very close to Last House for me, where I'm like, yeah, it's difficult. And, and then I'm like, Scream Three is a weird one. Like, I just can't even like mm. think of Scream Three. I almost just kind of ignore it whenever we have these conversations. Yeah, Scream Three like, is becoming the hardest one to rank out of yeah, all these films. I'm I think. Still, yeah, because I'm still like, it's still a Scream movie. Well, like, well, to like, talk about it briefly, because we say like it's it's a really great film, and I yeah. think the biggest reason why we talk shit about it is because we both agree that it's the fourth it's the best yeah. screen yeah, <laughs> out like, of the four that was made. And I'm like, do I like it more than like you know Shocker? I'm like, I probably do. Like, I probably will want mm. it a lot more. But I'm like, yeah, well, I, I definitely I will have, yeah, a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I have, and I will continue to. But it's like, yeah. Um, it's almost like you have to give it those negative marks because it is the fourth best. Oh yeah, you absolutely um, have to. Yeah, you have to deal with the, with the sequel problem when you're dealing with mm, a list like this for sure. Yeah. For me, for me, I think this one either goes above or below Last House. Um, Already, so definitely above Scream Three for you. I, well, I just think with that sort of conversation, I just kind of bat Scream Three away a bit. But it certainly is part of that conversation. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like it more than Shocker. Um, and then i don't know i don't know whether i like it more than last house like it's i always feel like it's difficult using the word like with last house on the left as i said before because <laughs> like I'm, I'm quite happy if i never watch that film again yeah, um but it's not remotely due to the quality of the film i i think it's a really exceptional movie and i also think it's such an important movie for wes wes um, and the horror and like mm-hmm. Right, you know, getting getting horror movies seen and getting horror movies off being banned, and you know, creative control given back to the makers of the movie. Just so many different things about that movie that that, that is more than the movie itself. Yeah, I, um, I personally would put this below Last House on the Left. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, and like I say, I just can't even begin to like rank <laughs> these movies against like Scream Three at this point. <laughs> yeah, Scream Three is a goddamn nightmare. We might have to just i don't know kill it yeah um, say we say we love it and kill it with fire um yeah exactly it's almost like i kind of uh, i like it being like the best of his bad movies where i'm like it's your fourth best scream but it's mm. but it's still a banger so like i'm gonna just yeah. put it like quite low for that reason <laughs> we could do that or or we could just say do you know what because nightmare has the top spot then two through five is just all of the scream <laughs> scream sequels <laughs> yeah yeah, it'd be a lot easier the, because, because they're really good. More sequels, where mm. it was like, oh, we could just say like, right, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, you know, Hills of Eyes, but it's like, oh no, because Nightmare and Hills of Eyes, there is a much more different conversation to have about those movies, whereas Scream mm. is such a cohesive franchise. Well, yeah, especially his Scream as well. Like those, yeah. like say those first four movies, like it's very, like say we have, like I scream, I think Scream 4 is leagues above 3, mm. but you still need 3 in that conversation. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you are you happy to put it below Last House on the left, the same as me, or would you like it above? Yeah, no, that's what I, that's what I just said. I think I do, yeah, whatever the word is, I'm, I'm going to say like, that I like Last House more. I think Last House is just a more important movie, and, and yeah, just this... You know, when I think of Wes, I think of Last House more than 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 people under the stairs. And when I, you know, I think that's one of the things. Like when we get out of 
like this this whole kind of um retrospective last house will still feel like a seminal movie for wes for me mm. whereas you know movies like shocker movies like this won't and so then it's like well you know hills of ice part two isn't a seminal movie for wes uh, no. <laughs> but, but that one's just crazy up the list because that's the one we had you know yeah i was gonna say like this is one of those ones that will feel like an outlier i think because i i do think for most people this probably is approaching top five and i think that Ooh. yeah this is just a reflection of our list that if it makes you feel any better just in your in your head swap yeah, this swap. with our swap this with our number four which is hills of eyes part two and this yeah. probably looks about right to most well, people and, and, and that's the exact <laughs> conversation i was having earlier though that i think you've you know you, you can't argue about the top few wes craven movies and then the number yeah. four spot is the one where it's like which wes craven movie did you pick up the video store that wasn't one of yeah. the mainstreams and that's your number four like Definitely. is it shocker is it people under the stairs is it hills of eyes are you a psychopath and is it hills of eyes part two like yeah. that, that <laughs> you know. are you a real psychopath and it's last house on the left <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is equally valid correct or, or are you just wrong and it's serpent in the rainbow <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that case is not valid you are wrong <laughs> <laughs> we may as well just annoy some people with the final uh <laughs> addendum to the list um yeah, that's fine that's fine that's that's acceptable <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the whole point of this. But yeah, that is that is fourteen films wow. locked into the list now, which is I, I never thought I'd see it. We're we're approaching the final five. It's crazy. I can't believe it. Like this will this will be done next year, maybe. <laughs> maybe if, if um, we keep getting delays like this, it'll be done by Christmas. <laughs> we said that last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But especially now because it's like I cannot fucking wait to watch a new nightmare so i know i know that's the thing i'm incredibly excited about that one i've not seen new nightmare for a minute like no every time i watch scream i'm like right i need to watch new nightmare and i just never get around to it so i can't cannot wait it's probably like it's crazy but it's one of the nightmare on elm streets that i've seen the least in Mm. general like i've probably seen that movie like say five times which was yeah. some like like some of those goddamn sequels. I've seen like part four like God knows how many times. Mm. Like just some of those random sequels, I'd always just shove on. But it was almost like it, it, I don't know. Like Freddy's Dead was the one where it was like I, that one was hard to get, and you had to like mm. wear fucking glasses and shit for it. So, and I'm such like a purist where I have to like watch her in order. So it was almost like I'd watch one to five all the time. And then yeah. I was like, oh, I can't be dealing with Freddy's dead. I don't know where my 3D glasses are. <laughs> and then I, so I just stop. And I never watched Do Nightmare because of it. Or I, like, find my 3D glasses. And I'm like, oh, that was a chore. I guess I'm going to start something else now. <laughs> and so, like, a new nightmare was always the one that seemed to get missed off for that reason. And so, you know, and, and it is this this weird, you know, version of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's so crazy. I can't wait to watch it again. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I need to watch some of the other ones first because I definitely yeah, you want to watch. Promise. You made a promise. <laughs> yeah, no promise. Um... No, I think it's a promise. Like, <laughs> it was a blood, blood, blood promise. I don't know, like, what I want to watch um, because, as I've discussed, like, I've watched two way too many times. Yeah, you, so I'm you, definitely, you I'm... just got to start three. You just got to start three. Well, I, I definitely want to watch three. Do I need to see four before I see five? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay yeah for for leads like like all jokes aside if i'm starting at three before we watch new nightmare do i seriously have to watch three four five and six (laughs) you don't have to watch any of them is the answer really but like if like for for enjoyment because like i i know three is the one that everyone loves and then i feel like five gets quite a bit of love or am i wrong the thing uh, yeah i don't know four and five are very interchangeable because basically our characters from three come back into four and then right. surviving characters from four are also in five so there is a I through can't... line between three four and five right which... okay i can't believe that they were pumping these out every year as well it's that's mad. mad they were they were but full on like soreness in the 80s you've got a through line whereas obviously like part two is just brand new cast and yeah and uh part six is brand new cast with, with oh okay inclusion of johnny depp weirdly um, what in part six did you say he has a cameo yeah does he yeah yeah what is it like reused footage no it's like a very brief cameo shut up 
No, they I'm got gonna, actual Johnny Depp in in Nightmare on Elm Street Six. I feel as soon as I said it, I feel like it's wrong, and I, I really don't think it is. I think he's in like an advert or something that's on. Yeah, the he's on the cast. Teen on TV, credited yeah, as go. Oprah yeah. something. Yeah, it's Oprah Noodle Mantra. <laughs> like Freddie takes control of a TV, and as he takes control, it's during an advert, and Johnny Depp's in that advert, and then he kind of like takes over and it disappears. Yeah, he was, was like Shelley. He was huge in '91. Yeah, he was. He was like Johnny Depp at that point, as opposed. Yeah, because I I thought he never even references that he was like in it. Yeah, I know. He's he's a liar. <laughs> it's, that's after Edward Scissorhands. I know, man. I'm genuinely blown away by this. Yeah, because I always thought it was like that. He's one of those few actors that it did, it, and it does annoy me that he never really references yeah, that he was like, in this like horror film. Well, especially because it's like it's not like you're in a bad one. Because no, I get that, like something like Jennifer yeah, Aniston's like a bit like, like oh, I don't want to talk about Leprechaun, but I just, I just was in Friends. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you know, but but yeah, no, uh, that's hilarious. But but other than that, it is like this, you know, it's a weird thing. But four, sorry, three, four, and five really feel like a through story. Yeah, but that um, annoys me because you've given me a reason to watch six now. <laughs> Like, I'm definitely going to start with three, and obviously, like I say, if, if I enjoy it and they're all connected, then I'll definitely end up watching four and five. Um, and then at that point, it's like, well, you only need to watch six, and then you're there, aren't you? Right, so, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see. So well, got, this will be an ongoing got, conversation got, in the coming weeks. With 3D glasses. And, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, you know the yeah. Blu-ray we got? That, that doesn't have... I was going to say, yeah, because I own these on Blu-ray, so... <laughs> Does that Blu-ray have 3D glasses? I don't think so, because it barely has all the discs crammed into it. It's such a tiny little shitty case. Yeah, I've never watched I've never watched Freddy's Dead without 3D glasses. <laughs> yeah, you might have to try and dig out your old videotape and we can watch it that way. Oh yeah, I've one hundred percent got it. And I've also got uh I've also got DVD with 3D glasses. Nah, uh, I want the video. I've got a lot of Freddy's Dead 3D glasses. I, I specifically remember that video that you had with the with the 3D glasses, because yeah. that was how I remember watching it as a kid. My god, that was hilariously hard to find. Mm-hmm. but Blood. uh yeah i think you know this is a journey i mean my worry is is that we'll just never get to a new nightmare because i really want to watch <laughs> no we I'm will because we're going to be to you watching these movies though so that that yeah, you thing. should you should join me i'm gonna be i'm, I'm definitely gonna be watching them in the coming months or weeks yeah i'm genuinely up for it i just need to know when you're actually gonna watch them because you're a piece of shit and then i'll come on the podcast <laughs> and i'll be like oh yeah i just watched four night street movies this week and you're like like, what's your problem i'm like oh you know Walk dead went back on i had nothing to watch like yeah, but we're talking about hopefully a good stuff for a change it's not like when you're yeah. like oh i've watched nine puppet master movies do you want to watch them i'm like yeah. nah you're I'm right. like, oh, I watched one of Day of the Dead, and you're like, I'll watch that at some point. <laughs> yeah, you're like, did you know they made 12 Phantasm movies? I'm like, I didn't know that, and I didn't need to know that either. Um, <laughs> Look, bro, oh, you don't, don't you shit on Phantasm. Phantasm was a good movie. <laughs> 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 oh dear but yeah this was this was fun this is a nice little bookend this is obviously bleeds into just the overall uh ranking wes cravens where we're allowed to to go off the rails on these ones um yeah if I you mean, can't go off the rails talking about wes craven movies then when can you exactly um i mean i guess we, we should just end the show like do we even need to do our little break and then come back like let's let's just no, we're not. done let's just we're done yeah let's just end on some we craven a, but yeah we 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 had a good time yeah, we'll maybe, we'll briefly mention did as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll briefly mention the upcoming schedule, um, which is uh, a bit of TV. Out? Why'd you bum me out? Like, <laughs> Stop. No future spoilers. All right, no future spoilers. <laughs> I wasn't even talking so, about that. I was just thinking upcoming schedule with with nope so far down the line that bums me. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Throw me under the bus. Um, so. <laughs> Next week, all excitement. One of one of our favourite things in all of horror, get excited, is is Resident Evil. So um I insert hype. So we're gonna have to start and watch all eight episodes of Resident Evil by next week. So oh I can't wait, it's gonna be so good. Um and then and then we're going to take a little break out of protest, What's and then we'll be back. Non-numbered Resident Evil game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say uh, Resident Evil Revelations. What about you? Probably Code Veronica. 
Yeah, that's the that's everyone. That's the easy one, and everyone know, goes for that. Easy one, but it's also great. It's just because you've never played it properly. I know. I need to, but I, I genuinely, I, I was thinking about replaying Revelations because I played it on the 3DS. Oh yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I can actually play that on a decent console nowadays. Yeah. So I should do that um, because I loved Revelations. It was great. Um, I played it both on uh, 3DS, and then what did it come out on? Did it come out on? It came out on PS3, PS3 but then yeah, they, but then they, but then, they, but then they have done a, yeah, they have done a HD version. So they've done, they've done a HD version of every Resident Evil on yeah. PS4. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, I love that so, you yeah. really answered that question. <laughs> no, like, I didn't, why not? Like, I mean, let's just keep the madness going. I mean, it's only going to continue next week because, like, like, like we've teased before. People had like a glimpse of it last year, or well, not even a glimpse, because we, we probably went full crazy talking about it last year. Oh, yeah, but well, it's yeah. it's it's impossible for us to stay on topic when we're talking about Resident Evil because there is no topic. It's like as we've discussed before, Resident Evil is one of the weirdest things ever. It, like everyone who likes Resident Evil has a completely different reason for why they like Resident Evil, um, yeah. and it just has so many different things that means Resident Evil to so many people these days. And it's it's one of the main reasons why there will never be a Resident Evil thing that is universally loved by the entire fan base mm. like ever okay. um and i actually love it for that because like it's not you know easy like there's so many different fans that come in different eras and different films and different now tv shows and animated stuff and it's just it's a wild wild franchise um I want that mila Djokovic movie that's that's what i want you know uh, stop. I can't believe stop. I named Don't. it twice in one episode. I know. Like, are you getting paid or something off her agent? Because she's just not getting any work. Like, what's going? What's the deal here? Um, I don't know what it is. But yeah, we'll talk about that next week, and then yeah, like we said, we'll we'll be taking a, a week off, and then we'll be oh, back oh. with hopefully, uh, or definitely one of the biggest horror movies of the year. So, oh, cannot wait for that one. Exactly. It's close. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but yeah. That was uh, episode 306. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Through my veins and travels to my head, they said, You'll die soon enough anyway, shut up, I can't. Mainly because I never could, and how could I start that?